Coaches, before we get started today, we have an amazing offer for you. PGC Basketball Shooting Colleges are live this fall. You can go to shootingcollege.com to register for $0. Absolutely free. We've waived the $95 fee at shootingcollege.com. Many sessions are already full, but there is still some availability. So if you'd like to become a better coach, hone your skills, go to shootingcollege.com, sign up, and we'll see you at one of our sessions this fall. If you have a player that wants to come, they can also go to shootingcollege.com and type in HH50 for $50 off, and you can have your players attend for a $50 discount. Hope to see you there. If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. The talent for so many players today, the talent in the spotlight, it's taking them to heights that their character's not strong enough to support. I'm one of those set goals achievers. I talked about faith, passion, obviously the drive with the guys that I've been around and the guys that surround me every single day. If I want to be one of the best, I've got to play with and against the best. Okay, so that which gets praised gets repeated. You're listening to The Hardwood Hustle, brought to you by PGC Basketball. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to The Hardwood Hustle. I'm your host, Adam Bradley, alongside TJ Rosine. Today, TJ, we're going to be talking about what drives culture and has a greater influence on culture, coaches or players. Uh, but before we do, let's jump in and catch up with our friends over at Shot Tracker. Adam, did you know that not only can you get shot charts, breakdown of every stat you could possibly think at, think of, but you can also do video integration with Shot Tracker. It's one of the coolest features uh, to me is that you can integrate the video, the shot, the play with the actual stat that happened. So now players don't just have to see the stats. They can actually watch the stat play out. Interesting. Thanks to our friends over at Shot Tracker for all the support of the Harwood House. So today, TJ, what drives and has a greater influence on culture within the team, coaches or players? This is a uh, discussion we started initially offline and decided to bring it online. And, and just a quick disclaimer, for this discussion, we have to choose, okay? I think it's pretty obvious, and, and everybody would agree that it takes both, right? It's a team effort, right? It's going to require coaches and players all being on the same page, all moving things forward. But if you had to choose which one has a greater influence over it, which one do you go with? Before we jump in, I want to get, share some Twitter feedback uh, through this out on Twitter. Got a ton of responses, TJ. And, and I did have to challenge some coaches to actually choose because they were trying to play both sides of it. But I said, if you had to choose one over the other, where do you go? Uh, just to read a couple. Coach Cannell, Brian Cannell, um, or Chanel, I apologize. Players. Peer pressure is a wonderful thing when used appropriately, he said. Nick Apiza tweets, it's all about the players. The best teams are player-coach teams, quoting Tom Izzo. Quoting Tom Thibodeau, you win with serious, tough-minded players. Quoting Morgan Wooden, he, he says, the word coach means to be pulled by horses. Horses, it means it's all about the player. All right, here's another one. Uh, coach J.F. Jerome Coney, I would say the coach has more influence on culture because he or she is the mature leader, head of the team who makes the standards and must personally set the tone, provide the vision, and is supposed to gracefully enforce it. All right, not bad. Coach Savell, in my opinion, they this is a little bit of a cop-out here, and no offense here, but in my opinion, I will say 70% of is coaching uh, 30% is players, and uh, I kind of took a little, um, I, I let that one off the hook there. 
Coach Paredes, Lance Paredes, players, they need to buy into the culture. And if they don't, then it doesn't matter what the coach sets up because it just won't happen. Coach is important for culture, but it is all about the players. Continuing on, Coaching Nomad, TJ, says the coaches, period. Without setting the standard, creating buy-in, and empowering the players, the culture has no chance of surviving. It is all about the coaches. Two more for us, TJ. Sir Jake Wheeler says, coaches. Head and assistants must maintain standards through deliberate actions. Immediate secondary is the team captain, but if the head coach can effectively communicate the need for positive energy in the locker room, then all the players will support it. But it comes down to the coaches. And last but not least, Coach Stracker. Coaches set the environment. And for all the cultivation to happen, it starts with the coaching staff. So a few of the quotes early on kind of led to the players. A few towards the end here led towards the coaches. I think all of us would agree that it's a combination of both. But if you have to choose, what drives a greater influence? Here's the deal, TJ. I am all about the player on this. And and come to find out you're all about the coach on this i believe players have a greater influence on the culture are are more critical to the health of the culture of the team uh not to knock the coach but if i had to choose i'm going with the players Mm. interesting because i'm gonna go the other way i'm going with the coach um now it is both i mean obviously we we have a caveat there that both make it um now if you're going to have an outstanding, outstanding culture, I might lean towards the players. But just starting a culture and how you're going to get there, I think the coach is going to have a lot to do with setting that environment. Um, and here's why. I mean, it's just like they're younger people. They don't, they don't always know. They don't always have the tools that it takes to create a great culture. So you have to have a coach that can raise tools. Now, if you were to give me 10 superb athletes that had – great understanding they were wise beyond their years they knew like i'll take the players right but how often does that ever happen but most of the time you're lucky to have one really mature player on your team that understands what culture is and so how can you create a culture with people that don't understand what a great culture looks like they've never been there they've never done that they've never had to to most cases lead that and so how do you expect them to create a great culture i think it's the job of the coach um, to be able to do that because they know more and when you know more, you need to do more. And most of the time when 16, 17-year-olds, they don't know what a great culture looks like. They've never been a part of it. And so how can you expect them to create one when they don't necessarily have a vision for it? I think it's interesting, TJ. I feel like most coaches all desire to have roughly similar cultures, right? There's a lot of commonalities amongst what you want your culture to be, you know, selfless and about the team and uh, to have a certain energy and spirit and respect for one another and respect for your opponent. There's all these different dynamics. But for the most part, a lot of commonalities on what culture is is, uh, desired to look like and to be. If that's what most coaches desire – how come it's so inconsistently played out? It's because of the players, right? So all the coaches have this similarity, this common desire, but it's not able to be, argue with you. But it's not able to be produced because the players are the ones that are driving more of it of actually playing out. I, I'm going to disagree with you. The players are driving what they're capable of driving. That's where it goes back to the coach. The coach is the one that is capable of teaching them more so they know more so they can do more. 
So I'm going to go back and say that if it was the players that's driving it, like they're the ones that are doing it, that's all they know, and that we say, well, that's our culture because that's all they know, whose fault is it? The coach. Okay, so then well, who's more important? Okay, once again. <laughs> okay. And, uh, uh, no, no, I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. But once again, I, I the coach – I'm just collecting my, my strategizing Let me here. pick up the mic I just dropped. Hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, but if the coach, the coach is responsible for initiating it, but the coach can't do anything unless the players pick up the instruction, unless the players pick up the baton and take it and run All right, with it. All right, time out. Okay, so, so how, yeah, I'm not so going to lie. The, coach, there's needs nothing to, to, there's the nothing. coach needs to initiate it, but the players... If they're not going to take a pick up the baton and run with it, then your culture fl- falls flat on its face, despite the fact that you've kind of initiated as the coach, right? The players are the ones that take that baton and run with it and and develop it. I also think they have the ability at times to be more influential on their teammates and can maybe connect with them at a different level and and produce that. Do do they run with it though? Like. You know, in my career, you know, over 17, 16, 17 years as a head coach, I don't know that I've ever said, hey, guys, here's culture, run with it. It's a full-time job. Like, teaching culture is a full-time job. And so um, while I think young people are fully capable of doing amazing things, they still need mentorship and leadership on how to achieve these things. Just as, like, if I want to climb the ladder – of my own leadership skills. I need mentors. I need people better than me. I need people above me to help me get there. That's why mentorship is so important. So I, I very seldom say, uh, see somebody say, all right, everybody, here is um, the outline of what you need to do to run a great culture. Now players run with it. Mm. It doesn't work that mm. way. It, it never happens that way. It, it's a full-time job, and they need a full-time leader to help them do that. Now, I find it interesting, though, when coaches – in the midst of, let's say, a long-term tenure with a certain team, uh, they do significantly better. Their culture looks significantly better when they've got better players leading it. Okay, And it's interesting. If I've been a coach for 10 years with a team and I've got these uh, – I look over the past 10 years and there's ebbs and flows within my, my team. Some years the culture was really strong. Some years the culture took a dip. Some years it took – you know, raised back up and then it went back down. I'm, my guess as the coach looking at that, they didn't desire for their culture to dip. Then they didn't desire for it to be up. They had standards every year of wanting that be really high. Right, TJ? Mm-hmm. You'd agree with that? They wanted their culture to be really strong each and every year. But it takes dips and goes up and down because of the players, right? Because it's the players that are driving it. Because if it was strictly left up to the coach, it'd be at a high level each and every year. But it's not strictly up to the coach, mm-hmm. right? It's about the players. And what are the players producing? And guess what? Oftentimes, I know coaches don't always like to admit it, but you get a certain group of players, they will make you look really, really good from a coaching perspective because they will help build up. They will help support. They will help facilitate and grow that culture to incredible levels. But if it is strictly up to the coach, I think you wouldn't see this inconsistency from year in and year out at times that happens with culture. Based on the various players. Yeah, so there's one word I'm going to take issue with, and that's strictly. So do I think a great culture is strictly up to the coach? Absolutely not. But which one drives it? You know, which one's the chicken or the egg came first, like coaches or the players? Strictly up to the coach, no way. No way. Absolute, like one of the quotes in there, 
you know, a great culture is a player-led culture. I'm 100% behind that, 100% behind that. I, I, that's what I desire. I desire to be stepping back while the players step forward so that they do lead the culture. But I, I wouldn't throw them out to the wolves without first taking them to that place. And then the second part of that is it's always the fault of the better player. And if I've invested my career as a coach on learning leadership and trying to enhance and make myself better, I'm not putting the responsibility of the better player on a 16-year-old. I don't think that's right. I don't think that's fair. I think that's a, I think that's a, a uh, um, indictment of me of saying that that 16-year-old's the better player and they know how to facilitate and grow a culture better than I do. That means I haven't worked very hard as a coach. I haven't spent much time on leadership. And 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 when it goes back to accountability and whose fault is it, what about that time you had a great culture? Well, maybe you just had a bunch of yes-sir kids and they did everything you said. And then all of a sudden you have this time when you have a bunch of uh, you know kids that aren't yes-sir kids. And so now you have a tough culture. Who's that fault to? You're going to fault the players, and it's not yes, sir, kids, or you're going to take the responsibility, and I'm the better player. I've got a tougher group here, and I've got to mold a culture, and it's going to be harder than I've ever done, but we're just going to rely on that. I think that's basing your game on hope, that I hope every team that I ever have is a bunch of yes, sir, kids that do exactly what I want. That's, that's hope. I'm not basing my game on that. I believe that I can do better within a coach. I have better than, than the average 16, 17, 18, 19, 20-year-old can do and helping that be facilitated. I think I can take a kid who is not compliant, take a kid and do my best to help them fit into the culture. And if they can't, get rid of them out of that culture. And, and I think that that's my responsibility. I don't think I can base my game on the hope that I'm going to have a bunch of compliant young people. So when you saw a dip in culture at times within years of your coaching career, 14, 15, 16 years of coaching, TJ, right. it's not because you dipped in your standard for what you allowed and what you expected. No, it was probably because you had a group of players that, that were not – fulfilling their role of it so like you've always brought it i hope okay but my chance my, my guess is when you saw the dip it was it was because of the players mm-hmm. right well nothing changed on your end well so let me let me let me per se yeah let me so let me just let me answer that question because i think the answer to that is really important um did the players change yes but who did i fault Myself, my inability to reach a certain player, my inability to cut a player loose when they needed to be cut loose, my inability to lead and facilitate the culture. I don't blame them. Now, yeah, they, they weren't as compliant. They weren't as team-oriented. They weren't whatever. But as the leader of that culture, the one that facilitates that culture, the one that can do something about that is me. It's not the player. That's not true. It, why? So why? Why can't the player do something be, about because it? Because if they don't listen, if they don't know better, how are they going to do better? And so, who's going to who's going to teach them better? Are you going to rely on their sixteen year old teammates to teach them better, or should I, who's been working on it my entire life, have ideas and ways and things I can do to teach them better? If they're going to change, then they're going to need me to help them change. I'm also going in the assumption that the players have some leadership component to them. Okay. So, so keep in mind, like, because we're not saying, of course, a coach doesn't have influence if they're not a good leader themselves. So we have to go under the assumption that the players aren't just helpless, um, you know, don't have any understanding of leadership. Well, but if there's but, a player that, that has some leadership qualities and traits, I think they're going to drive that no matter what. I think they do. Let now. me give you two examples. I think I was around great leadership growing up. And my ability to create a culture and lead a culture at 18 was average at best. 
average and it feels like below average miserable compared to what I know now. So, so what I know now, my cup now and my cup then is drastically different. Like where I could have taken a team at 18 years old to build a great culture is not even close to where I could have taken it now. Would I trust my 18 year old self or would I trust my 40 year old self? I'm definitely trusting my 40 year old self. There was a cap. There's a limit to what I could have done to help lead a team. The, the second piece of that is I can't tell you how many players I know that have good leadership qualities that just get squashed by a coach. A coach doesn't like this. I remember one of our, our better PGC leaders that's ever been through our, our course go to college, bring a bunch of spirit to practice, and the coach says, what the F is this? This isn't cheerleading camp. <laughs> right? And what do you do with that? What do you do with that at eighteen year old? When, when right when a fifty year old man tells you, you know what the you know what is this? What do you do with that at eighteen but, years but, old? But I wasn't also, I wasn't poised to handle that. He, he wasn't all, poised to handle. But we've that. also shared stories where the player is the buffer, right, and protecting the the team from the coach and vice versa. And if it wasn't for that player, like the team would fall apart. The team would dishevel. Well, the then both of the us energy. are both of us are on assumptions here because, it, 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 you know. If the if it's a um, if it's a coach that doesn't teach or emphasize or value culture, right, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. If they're players that don't teach caring in, about culture, you're screwed, right. So in that scenario where a player has to be the buffer, you're in a lot of trouble. Great. Listen, I got two scenarios then where flipping that where the player is all about culture and the coach is all about culture and there are two professional examples one's with san antonio spurs with greg popovich and tim duncan all right which we're going to go on that with the second the second is in the nfl with brady and belichick all right i got a couple questions for you as it relates to coach player but let's take a quick halftime break with our friends at team snap moment jump back in thanks to our friends over team snap for today's halftime communication tip this week coaches i'd love for you to get a mirror what do I mean by that? Get a mirror. I'd like for you to get a mirror and provide it to your players to help them improve their nonverbal, specifically their body language. You see, oftentimes our players can't improve their body language because they simply can't see what they're saying. They can't see it. They physically aren't aware of the message that they're giving off, and they've never been able to see it firsthand. Quote, unquote, get a mirror this week. Find a way to allow your players to see what they are communicating through their nonverbal body language. It will be a powerful exercise for you as a coach to allow them to improve on something that they otherwise never would have known, but now they see it come to light and it changes their entire perspective. Find a mirror and allow them to see what they are saying. Thanks to our friends over at Team Snap. Make sure you check out teamsnap.com backslash hustle to learn more about the communication app being used by over 15 million people across the globe. Teamsnap.com backslash hustle. Get started today. All right, TJ, great point, okay? Let's assume everyone's about culture, all right? Let's take two professional examples of two teams that have had a lot of success, that have had player leadership and coaching leadership, and they all desire the same thing. Who's more influential, has greater responsibility for producing the cultures of these dynasties? Let's talk Spurs first, all right? Tim Duncan, Greg Popovich. Who's more responsible for the the culture that has been built in San Antonio, if you had to pick one of those two, I'm going with Tim Duncan. And I think case in point is this, what's happened when Tim Duncan has left? 
That's where I'm going with it, TJ. When I look at the San Antonio Spurs, everyone has praised them all throughout all of sports as being the class. But the moment Tim Duncan, the player, left, all of a sudden there were issues with Popovich and LaMarcus Aldridge. Then there was issues with Kawhi and Pop. You know, then all of a sudden things weren't as cheery over there. The culture just didn't seem as healthy. People weren't gravitating saying, I got to get to San Antonio because that's a place like unlike any other. Right? It was when they had this player, this special player that helped build and facilitate and cultivate it, in addition to coach, obviously. But I'm looking at the players having a bigger role on that than the coach. Okay. Yeah, I totally disagree and fall on the other side of that. Even with that example? Yeah, even with that example, absolutely fall on the other side of that. So, listen, I mean, there's ebbs and flows, and there's things that are going to change over the course. And let, let's just call that what it was, a great scenario with, I think, a coach who's a very good leader. Agree. Who had a, uh, a player who um, was a good example, all right, was, was a good example to others. And there's other pieces in there that play in that culture, and then it, it all switches. And like, I don't think this is coming out of left field. Like, Kawhi Leonard made a living being the third guy, the guy that didn't have to say anything, didn't have to do anything um, outside of leadership wise. Now he had to do things on the court. He had to be a defender. He had to score. He had to do other things, but didn't have to do anything. Okay, Lamarcus Aldridge, same thing. Like. Whoever thought of him as a great leader, he was a piece, right? And make him the third fiddle, okay, so be it, right? Like, not a, not a big deal. So when when you take that scenario, like, I think it was it – was, uh, Are you playing into my argument on this? No, I think Popovich completely uttered – I mean, just set up that culture in a way – where Tim Duncan could be Tim Duncan and everybody could value. Like, if you heard the stories of how the battles they had in the beginning, like, when I think about going to battle and being led and being in a great culture, I do not think of Tim Duncan. Not at all. I think Tim Duncan was a player that worked hard at his craft. He was a quiet guy that went about doing his job. Do I think about going to battle with Tim Duncan as my leader and building this unbelievable special culture? I don't at all. Not, not even come close to thinking about that in terms of that. I mean, if you were to say, hey, who's the guy, who's the one NBA player in his career, right? Who's the one guy that you want to lead the troops into battle if there was no coaches? Tim Duncan's not in my top 10. He's not in my top 10 as the guys that I want to just lead into battle. I mean, I'm, I'm going with Kobe. I'm going with a whole list of guys that I, I honestly, I don't even know if he's the guy on the team I would go with. <laughs> Get out of no, here. I'd probably, probably say, say, who do you want to be your head coach, okay? Who do you want to be your head coach? I mean, and, and I had to choose from any of those players in the NBA. I'd probably pick Mono Ginobili before I pick Tim Duncan. Okay, well, f- listen. Okay, even if we say it's not Tim Duncan, even if you say it's Mono Ginobili or not, probably not Tony Parker, but let's say you were to throw in there, it's still the players, no, it's, right? And if it's Popovich, then why do you see such a drop in the culture once the players, that core group of leaders within the players, when they leave and started disseminating right at the end of their career, why are you, you seeing such a you big of drop? You of all people, you of all people are going down this road right here. Do you know how hard culture is? I do. Do you? I mean, you know this. You are, you experience this daily. You talk to me, and we have these conversations. But but it's why I think it's so intentional and important to to. And I guess you could say this is flipping my argument. Why it's so important to develop the players? 
why I think it's so important to develop the players. I, I agree, and, and right so, because when so the players when, when the players aren't there, even the best of the leaders, the coaches, in a Popovich example, when his leaders leave in the okay. from the players, he struggles. So if your example is true, and I'm having to choose, if keep example, in mind, I'm having yeah. to choose. Okay, okay, if, but if your example is true, why don't we just remove Pop and let? Aldridge and Kawhi lead that team. Oh my gosh, I feel so good about him now. No. Oh, oh, this is going to be an unbelievable culture. This might be the greatest culture there ever was because Lamarcus Aldridge and Kawhi Leonard—they're just—they're—they're just—they're just dynamic leaders. They're—they're they're not. They're, they're, but that's exactly. why the problem. That's why I feel like the Spurs now have flaws within their team because their players aren't the leaders that they once were. And when the players aren't the leaders, the culture takes the bigger impact regardless of the coach and the leadership within the stature See, of the coach. I, you know what? I, I think I think this is – I think it's so ballsy by Popovich. I think he's holding the rope here. I think he knows Kawhi Leonard's not the guy. I think he knows to build a great culture and a special team. He's been around this guy long enough. He doesn't is not afraid of calling him out. And when he called him out, right? Like when you whip a mule, they buck. When you whip a racehorse, they go. Kawhi Leonard got whipped, and he was a mule. Like he bucked. And so I think he knows. And so people are like, "Well, well, he can't keep these people." I think he's completely fine with this thing blowing up. I think he looks at this changing of the guard, and he looks at Tim Duncan's gone. You know, Tim Duncan's been around the team. Tim Duncan's been in there, you know, being playing that role. Tony Parker's gotten older. He doesn't have as much influence over these guys. This is becoming Kawhi Leonard's team. And I think Greg Popovich has no problem with saying, you know what, I don't think we can win a championship if this is Kawhi Leonard's team. And so he pushed those buttons with Kawhi Leonard. And when Kawhi Leonard bucked on those questions, and he didn't like this, and he didn't like that, and he starts going out to the media, and they start going – when it got ugly like it did, I think it was a calculated move by Greg Popovich. Hmm. And that will, that will be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah. And, right? and, I mean, because if that is the case, then it kind of goes to your side that the coach is, is driving it, right, and knows what he's doing. And and this is just part of him playing the, the buttons and, 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 and creating the culture. The thing is, is sometimes you have a, a, an eclectic group of players, and you might not be able to do your culture in one year. Hmm. You know what I mean? You might not be able to get it to that place. You and it might be a long term play to build your culture. I mean, coaches come in and high school coaches they have all kinds of different players, and they take over a team. And sure, they'd love to have a culture the first year that's really good. You're fighting all the players that like the previous coach. You're fighting all these new players that want to do this. You're, fight, you're, you're fighting so many things. And when you go in there in that first year and you're trying to build a program, it might, be, it might not be a one-year play. It might be a multi-year play to get your culture the way that it is. Like when I went and took over Emmanuel for the first time, I saw a vision of how I wanted my culture to be. And I had young players. I had inexperienced players. I had players that hadn't been through the battles before. And I knew it was a long-term play mm. right, to be able to get us where we needed to be able to get. Now – who do I think is more important in our program right now? Me or the players? The players. Hmm. I think they're more important. But I also don't know if that would have been the case if we didn't have this fight for a long-term culture and now they were ready to be more important than they are than me. That's fair. Football. Brady or Belichick? Who is more influential to the culture of that Patriots, the Patriots way, as they always say? Right? Who's more influential? I'm siding with Tom Brady. Hmm. All right. 
not just Tom Brady, but the, the players within that player or the players within the Patriots dynasty, the, the Teddy Bruskies, right? The Mike Vrabels. You know, I've seen assistant coaches come and go throughout the Patriots' time, but you've got some of these long-term player fixtures that, regardless of some of the coaching staff coming and going, they're the ones that are just keeping it up. I think when I step in uh, to a Patriots organization, yes, I'm looking at Brady and, or Belichick, and I'm intimidated by what he's saying, but, but Brady and some of these veteran leaders, they're the ones that I'm, I'm really watching mm-hmm. to see – how are we doing things here? Okay, like yeah. like what's happening? How how am I supposed to react? How am I supposed to respond? They're the ones that I'm looking towards to determine that. And for me, I would imagine that they're the ones that are driving more of my behaviors than Belichick. Yeah, and some of the coaching staff. Yeah, this is a very interesting one. All right, and um, because again, there's so many factors at play here. I think that. When I think of culture, I don't want to create a culture like Belichick's, right? I mean, so I don't really love, have a hard time going to bat for the way that he does things. But they've won. you got to credit where credit's due. They've won. they played in championships, whatever. Um, but uh, I think this is a classic scenario where, over time, Brady became more important. But do I think in the beginning, like if you were – when I go back to the beginning – I think um, in a lot of ways, Belichick helped make Brady. I think he put him in a unique offensive situation. He helped him to get quick reads. He got rid of the football fast. He did a whole bunch of things. They had that little that little Amendola and Edelman and all those guys, which was unique to the league. Then they played Gronk at a big, you know, at a, at a, at a, as a really big tight end. And even they had Gonzalez. You know, you go through this. I think he was. I think he was cutting edge in strategy. I think he was really unique, and I think that. Um, Man, I know people are going to kill me for this one right here. But I wonder if there's not other quarterbacks that could have had that type of career had they been in that same situation. And here's the only reason I say that is when we give Matt Ryan time in Atlanta, he's the MVP. Mm. When we don't give him time, everybody's like, who is this guy? Get rid of him. And so I think that over time, same thing with Peyton Manning how smart he was, how quick he got rid of the football, like all those things. Yeah, I think he was in a good system. He was a smart quarterback. He knew how to get rid of the football. He had a line that blocked for him. And I think football is one of those things where the quarterback gets all the credit, but it really takes a special team to create these things. And so now you're talking culture specifically. Brady's elevated him to this place. You know, self over, over time, I think his confidence grew because of all the things he's been able to do. Now he takes a bigger leadership role. Um, you know, I, I think that maybe he's more important now. But would he have been more important had the coach Belichick not put him in that spot? That's a, that's a fair fair question, and it's definitely an interesting point. You know, and, and you brought up Peyton Manning. You know, I, I look at like what Peyton Manning did when he goes from Indianapolis to Denver, right? And, and he elevates Denver to a Super Bowl winning you know status there, and he takes John Fox, who. It's interesting, right? John Fox is a little bit of a journeyman coach, right? He's been. He's in Carolina. Then he goes to Denver. Doesn't have great success, decent success in Carolina. But then he goes to Denver, and then all of a sudden it's great, right? Well, it's because he's had he gets some players that are incredible leaders. But then he goes back and goes to Chicago, can't really win a game there, and gets fired, right? So it's interesting. John Fox, his career, all right, went in line with the players that he had. I'm sure he had similar standards at all of them. I'm yeah. sure he desired for similar cultures, but his career 
went up and down as it related to the players that he was presenting. Yeah, but I think that one's unfair, and here's why. is because I Peyton think, Manning's legendary? No, because yeah. you're directly correlating winning to culture. Like I think that's unfair to our coaches. Let's say we have a lot of high school coaches here, right? Their ability to create a great culture, but they just don't have really good players, right? So they may win eight games because of their incredible culture, but with a horrible culture, they were capable of winning three. I don't think we can we can marry the two. Good point. Good point. I'll give you that. No, absolutely. So I think the winning, I guess just at least from the outsider's perspective, communicated a feeling of a greater culture, you know, even though I know that can be mistaken yeah. sometimes. Interesting discussion, though. And I, I think if you had to kind of settle it, you know, and you, you couldn't just pick one side or the other, I, I think the theme here is that it's so important for the coaches to initiate it, but the players have to carry it out. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think that's the reality. That, that's the reality, the reality is of the situation. That both have got to happen. You yeah. know what I mean? They both have got to be at play there. Um, and especially if you're going to have a special culture, then both have not only got to be at play, but they've got to desire it and they've got to work for it every day. Why do you put so much emphasis on character, on recruiting? Um, because I think I just think character is 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 moldable. Character will will learn. You mm-hmm. know, like if you have character, you'll want to do better. You know, and so I just think when you have that character, your ceiling's higher. Okay, and what you can accomplish. And so it, the 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 better I am as a leader. Uh, the more I'm going to be able to give and the higher I'm going to be able to take players with character. Now, players lack a character, I'd like to look at it as a challenge, and I wonder what I could do to be able to yeah. get them that place, but probably not going to be able to take them as high, as far, as fast. Coaches, would love your thought on this. What drives a greater influence on culture, in your opinion? Is it coaches? Is it players? If you had to pick one, which one are you siding with? Uh, TJ, appreciate the back and forth discussion here today. I am Adam. He is TJ. Together we are the hustle. Till next time, we're out.